welcome to this week's episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Jin. And I'm your co-host, Shane Carvalho. We got another really interesting topic for you today. And again, you know, it, it seems like we talk about these, these topics and the timing just seems very appropriate. Um, but the one we want to tackle with you today is the topic of, you know, how to really focus on developing a positive attitude, positive mindset when it comes to your business and why it can have a tremendous impact on your business. Lately, our topics are just kind of hitting the mark because I feel like, you know, these are things that, you know, you experience throughout your career, throughout your life, you know, things just cycle. And um, I like the fact that, you know, when we're doing our podcast kind of in between guests that lately we've been really hitting on relevant topics and yeah, this one, you know, over the last year or so, um, has a lot of merit in my life personally. Do you want to, I mean, maybe let's, let's start there and like kind of dig into it a little bit. Like, um, I'm sure you have some stories, um, you want to share, like what, what's one that kind of comes to mind right away. People that know me, you know, I've been in this business for over 20 years and, you know, people that know me or have been around me that know my personality, they know that I always work hard. I'm super committed very driven, very passionate. And there's always that expectation. Oh yeah. Shane's always doing good. You know, like, oh, he's doing good. So what's interesting is that, you know, I've had my challenges, you know, there's been personal health issues and different life events that have impacted me. But, you know, this last year has been a doozy for, I don't even know how to classify it, but I mean, last year was probably the worst year of my life, but most people wouldn't even know that because, you know, business is great. Relationships are great. My health is good again. I mean, it's like, you know, um, what I have heard when people find out is like, you've always been so optimistic. You're always so positive. Like you're always like, and so, you know, I thought I've been hearing this a lot lately. I thought what a better time than to address this. So, you know, last year I accidentally found out that, you know, I had cancer that I had kidney cancer and, it happened by, you know, ending up in the ER because I had passed out. And after tons of tests, by chance, the ER doctor found a tumor in my right kidney and mm -hmm. was like, hey, you know, we're going to release you. You know, you were dehydrated. You had some gastritis. You're exhausted. Um, you know, you need to hydrate more and take better care of yourself. And I kind of laughed when I left because I think, you know, the life of a realtor, right? You know, yeah, like yeah. classical symptoms, you know, just working yeah. too hard. But, uh, yeah. but no, it's like, that was, um, that was actually a life-saving event because that brought attention to something that I didn't feel. I didn't know it was there. And so I went to go see, you know, the urologist back home and I was basically, you know, diagnosed with renal cancer and I had to have surgery right away. And so, you know, it's like, you're, in the ER the last day of June. And at the end of August, you're on the operating table. I mean, the sequence of events happened so fast that it just like, it was just stunned me. But what's interesting is that, um, and this was the first thing that now looking back is, you know, like I thought about the whole cancer thing. Like it freaked me out, but it was like, with so much going on and so much on my plate, I was like, okay, here's one more thing for the to-do list. Like literally, like looking back, I was like, how was I so nonchalant about that? You know, because another friend of mine, you know, they just were diagnosed with cancer and they thought they were going to die. They wouldn't leave their bedroom. They were depressed. Like they were just like, 
And I was thinking, it's interesting how everybody kind of takes everything different and where to go with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if mine was a healthy response. I mean, what do you think you would do? I, it's 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 a good question and it's a tough question. Because <laughs> um, I haven't I haven't been through that situation, right? It, it's really hard to say. Like, I, I think I would probably, my initial thoughts would be, I think I would be in a lot of shock. And I think I would try to rationalize it in my head. And I think a lot of times it's, it's, it would be very hard to rationalize. But which way does your personality lean? I know you haven't been there. My whole thing is, are you someone who's like, okay, you know, I'm going to tackle this. And I know you, so I kind of feel like I know how you'd react, but you see what I'm saying? Like, how would you react in that situation? Like, I mean, you haven't been in that situation, but like, are you more likely to be kind of on the side that I am? Or are you more likely to like, you know, turn off your lights, you know, close your bedroom door and just, you know, sit there in depression mode, eating bonbons and eventually <laughs> watching bad TV. Like, you know what I mean? Um, well, I, I mean, I know it's not funny, but it's just kind of funny when you think about, you know, because we, we, we've all had our moments where we want to just hide, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think the only, the only experience that I've had that that's come close is like, and I've shared this on pa- pa- podcasts was kind of going through the divorce. I think that was probably in my life so far, probably the most traumatic experience I've ever gone through. Um, and yeah, there, there were moments and there were times during that experience where there were days where I just didn't feel like I wanted to do anything, you know, I I would be kind of curled up in bed, you know, or I would, (laughs) there are a couple of days where I'd grab, you know, a couple bottles of wine and just sit there and like sip because I was down. But to your point, like, I think overall, and I think we will all have those days. And when, when something traumatic like that happens, and I think part of what I've learned is, you know, you kind of have to show yourself a lot of grace and compassion in those situations um, because everyone's you're you're constantly going to be bombarded with these negative thoughts. And that's something we'll get into more. Right. Um, but I would like to think that, you know, overall, you know, I'm the type of person that would say, OK, how do I figure a way out of this and try to do the best I can Um to take one step forward at a time, which is kind of, which is ultimately how I got myself out from, I think it was probably the first time in my life that I think I've ever experienced depression. And, you know, it was just, it was a constant battle every day to just take one step at a time and slowly, but surely you kind of move yourself out from where you were before. Well, yeah. And I, I've experienced, you know, similar things as well, but I mean, I guess I was, putting that to you because I was curious because this is kind of what we're talking about today is like, you know, for me, it's I somehow have built that muscle to where, you know, it's like, okay, I'm like the problem solver, like Mr. Solutions, you know, it's like I kind of take these things and it was shocking. It was really shocking. I didn't expect that. That's the last thing I expected. Yeah. But it was interesting because I was able to somewhat take that in stride, I guess you can say. But um and I was able to give myself some grace. Like when I was recovering from the surgery, I was having a really hard time because I wanted to be on my feet rolling. And, you know, mm-hmm. with, it was a massive surgery. They cut through your stomach muscles and stuff. And it's like, you're, you really can't do anything for three months, like nothing. Like you can't even take a bath I mean, you can shower. I mean, there's like so many limitations. You can't pick up anything that like, I couldn't even go up the stairs for like three weeks. I mean, there's just, it was very hard for me to sit still and chill out because I'm not built for that, you know? So it was interesting because that right there is probably 
the most devastating thing someone can go like one of the most devastating things you can go through in life is like you know being diagnosed with something that could be fatal signing paperwork for a surgery that you might not come out of i mean that's you know there's other traumatic things you go through in life but that's probably on the you know more extreme end of the scale but then you know what what's interesting is that i somehow was able to keep it together during that but what really what laid me out and really made things very difficult for me was coming out of that and just getting screwed by one of my best friends on a big business deal, you know, like just getting just absolutely screwed. I mean, coming out of this surgery and just completely just, yeah, I mean, I don't want to use profanity, but it's just um, the financial impact, the emotional impact. I mean, because for me, it's like money's money, like whatever, but I'm really big on principle and, yep. you know, relationships and, you know, which is more valuable than, than money. But, you know, cause you've seen the numbers. I mean, this is significantly, you know, these are big numbers and this is biggest financial hit I've ever taken in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was, it's so hard for me to process being done wrong because, and you and I have talked about this in different ways. Like you and I are the kind of people that we're never going to go screw somebody, right? Like have we made mistakes or have we ever done things like have things maybe not worked out in certain situations? Sure. Like there's been mistakes or things aren't always perfect per se, but my intention, and I know your intention is just from knowing you. I mean, we're obviously like best friends. I mean, we know a lot about each other and it's like, you know, we're not going to screw people. Like we're just, we're not built. Like I'm not built that way. Yeah. And so my problem is that I keep putting my filter on other people. And the last couple of years has taught me a lot about not doing that. But um, as much as I have a strong mindset and, you know, we're talking about keeping a positive mindset and what it can do for you. Um, I mean, you're human. You can only take so much that broke me. Like that broke me for a while, like December going into January, I was very depressed. I was having anxiety. I had days where I didn't want to do anything. I don't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to leave the house. I think at one point, which is rare for me, I think I was home for like four days without leaving the house. I don't think I ever go even 24 hours without going somewhere, you, you know? You don't. You're always kind of on the road for for the most part, for as long as I've yeah. been here. And then yeah. Christmas is like my favorite holiday, and, and it just was such a depressing Christmas last year. I mean, I had a really hard time, really hard time coping, um, you know, but I would still try to put my business hat on when it was time to work, but it was very hard to focus. It was very hard to be energetic, be positive. Um, you know, it took the meeting on my birthday with, you know, Sean, the, you know, our shaman to really kind of get my mind right again. Like I actually needed help this time, but, um, I just wanted to take this whole situation and then just, you know, fast forward from, you know, into January to now, um, into August. And, um, just lately, a lot of people, whether they know or not, are just like, oh my gosh, regardless of the market or illness, whatever you go through, like you're always like just so resilient, so upbeat and so fired up. And it's like, I mean, I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to discuss that because we all like can only take so much. So it's like, I've been down just like everybody else. But what I'm very clear on and what I try to coach other people, friends, you know, even, you know, agents that come to me, just people that, you know, are going through stuff. Um, I'm really good about sharing my experience and, 
explaining how, especially in our business, working with people, um, you know, you have to have that energy up. If you're going to be talking to clients or anything you're doing in life, you're going to be like, like nobody wants to talk to somebody like that. Like, you know, nobody wants to interact. And then people feel awkward. Like people don't know how to react. But, you know, when people know that, like, I'm always fired up, right? Like, it's like, you know how enthusiastic I am. People are used to that, you know? Like, this morning I was on a call and I was just a little tired this morning, you know? And I worked on everything, but I just, I don't know, I was just a little exhausted. You know, it's been an exhausting last couple of weeks. And, you know, one of my people I was on Zoom with that, you know, friend, friend slash business partner knows me really well. Oh, your energy's a little low today. Like, you know, people, like, people that know you, know you. And even if they don't know you that well... If you're like, well, I mean, you know, I, most people don't do that on a daily basis. If someone doesn't know you, they might assume that you have some kind of illness or maybe that's the way you talk or whatever. But for people you interact with, you know, they feel your energy and it's like you, it's a downward spiral. If you're depressed and anxious or whatever, you're like, you totally have full permission to feel that way. You totally can feel that way. You can go through it. The whole point of like, even having this episode is to talk about why it's important not to be in that space, especially when it comes to work and your business relationships and clients and everything else, but also how to, how to set yourself up to actually be able to not be in that zone. Because what happens is if you can't shake it, that's a downward spiral. Like that's, that's the beginning of the end. You know, you, you have to shake it because you're not going to be able to get anywhere. It's just, you're going to keep going down and down. I mean, there's books out there and there's people that speak to this. I mean, you know, Mel Robbins, obviously with her rule. I mean, there's, there's a lot of great authors out there and a lot of different tactics that people use. But I just want to speak to the fact that, you know, no matter how bad things get, no matter how rough things are, you can mentally train yourself. You can have the discipline to make it a habit to basically put this away. Like when it's time to work, you just, you got to find a way, whatever it is for you, you got to find a way to put it, put it away, get to work and focus. And let's, and let's dig into that a little bit. But I I think one thing I do want to reemphasize is to your point, like you do have to kind of figure out a way to, to move yourself past like the negative feelings, the, 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 the doubt, because otherwise to your point, like you do end up in a downward spiral it's interesting. I, um, you know, I like to post, you know, motivational Monday topics and this past week, the, the, the one quote that I posted was, and they got really got me reflecting more on that topic too, is, you know, we, we become what we think about. Right. And that, you know, in, in light of this topic is super powerful because yeah, it's like, if you're constantly thinking about the negative and you're focusing on the negative. Like I've always been big on this, uh, on like, for me, the ratio is it's always the seven to one rule, right. That I've mentioned before. It's, it takes seven positive to outweigh one negative. And if you're constantly thinking about the negative, well, a couple of things happen. One, where do you have the room to even think about anything else? Right. And two, it's like the more negative we kind of think about and not only does it actively affect your decision-making and like, what you do every day, like you were saying, like you, you got to a point where you didn't want to leave the house and you're one of the most like extroverted, like people like, you know, that likes to be out there, like socializing with people. Right. It, right. But it's, it doesn't just impact you like actively. It also 
it also impacts you like subconsciously in ways you probably don't think about, like your body will react to how you're feeling. Um, and so if you're, if you're constantly like in this downward spiral of thinking negative thoughts, like you'll, it's going to make you worse both mentally and physically in the long run. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because, um, you know, I think about just the different times in my history where I've ever felt that way. And it's not just for a major illness or, or getting screwed in business. I mean, it could be like a breakup, um, you know, just a bad breakup. I know for you, you went through a divorce. Um, you know, it could be like I had a herniated disc in my neck, like on my, when I turned 40, that's how I spent my, you know, during those months, like four or five months, um, I was laid up and, uh, it was a herniated disc in my neck that they had me on so much medication that me so drugged that it changed my personality. I didn't even know who I was. And it was interesting because, you know, at that point I could barely even work. I was actually selling houses on the couch with an ice pack under my neck. I don't know how, but when on days when I could actually speak and my speech wasn't slurred, but, um, you know, but it's, you know, looking back, it's like there's been situations, but it hasn't, um, how do I say this? Like, it seemed like such a one, like one dimensional, just like something that was easy to overcome. Um, what made last year different, which was a new test to all time was the major life health issue. Cause you know, like I said, cancer, it's one of the most extreme things you're going to deal with in life. Mm -hmm. It was that followed by this. And, and when I talk about financial impact, I mean, it was catastrophic to everything. I mean, the fact that I was able to recover from all of that, like it was, it was just the one, two punch. It was just, I think that's what made it so impactful or affected me so much. Cause like these other things that happen, it's like, you can have a bad day or two, but you can shake it off. This was like, it took a couple months to, to really like gather my thoughts. Cause I guess the next part I want to go into is that, you know, if you consume all your mind, all your thoughts on, Oh my God, it's the end. What am I going to do? How am I going to get out? Like if you spend all that time focusing on that, it just keeps going down that dark hole. Like I was saying earlier, like, you know, if you can't get your mind right, you have to basically, and this is why if I get out of the habit of practicing gratitude, because we talk about practicing gratitude sometimes, like it's especially times like that when you got to pause and practice gratitude. You know, one thing that one of my um, good friends said today, like when we were on our mastermind session was that what she talks about is to write a list of like your 15 greatest hits. Like basically what are 15 great achievements you've had in your life or your career? Write those down at a time like this. Yep. Like remember who you are. Don't forget who you are. It's too easy to lose your identity in these moments. And then you want to just, it's like you're flushing it all down the toilet. Oh, that's it. Life, you know, it's gone. It's So it's like whatever you need to do to pull yourself back, you know, like just to pull yourself, like whatever, it, maybe it's that, maybe it's gratitude, you know, I don't know, like everybody has their thing. Like 
you know, I, I just think that, um, if you can flip that and focus on solutions and really take it one day at a time and just believe that you're going to get through it. It was crazy because in January I had a breakthrough and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make it like, remember I even told you, I go, you know what? We're going to be good. This yep. is, is happening. Like, cause I mean, I've always pretty much shared everything with you, but I think that, um, you know, basically it was, um, it was overwhelming. It was probably the worst two month stretch of my life. And, uh, I really didn't see the light because in the past there's been challenges, but there's always like, okay, we'll, we'll get through this. And this time I was like, you know, and then there was still doubts about the health. I felt awful, had no energy, you know, is the cancer gone? Like, am I going to be able to have energy again? Am I going to recover? Like put on a bunch of weight after surgery. So I felt awful. Um, you know, just financially things were just, terrible like i was in rune i mean it's like it was the worst possible combination but between getting a little help and because that's the other thing too is that for me it took meeting with someone that i know and trust that's a professional that was able to give me some guidance and do what he does to kind of get me to snap out of it so whether it's something you could do on your own with practicing gratitude doing your hit list um you know i mean getting in more workouts, like really working out hard every morning, that really changes your energy. Like, and if you don't think that you can get in a workout, go for a walk, the, that fresh morning air. And I know, cause you take your dog out, you know how that is. Doesn't that, doesn't that do something for you when you get out and get your walk? Well, it, it, it does. And I think there's, you know, it's interesting. You talk about kind of breaking the cycle. Um, I don't know if you knew this about me. So, I mean, yeah, I am an engineer, but like growing up, I, <laughs> Tell I, me something I don't know. <laughs> I, well, I, I grew up actually loving chemistry. I don't know how many people like would say that, but oh, out of, out of all the I sciences, know. I absolutely love chemistry. And, you know, like I, I've read this before and it's kind of like my own knowledge, like the body itself, actually, when you talk about like, when you talk about positive and negative feelings and emotions, like your body is actually producing different chemicals, right? When you're feeling happy, positive thoughts versus when you're experiencing kind of the negative emotions. Like when you have the negative emotions, your body's producing a chemical called cortisol, right? And apparently in everything that I've read, like cortisol actually flows a lot more freely in your body than the positive chemical, which is dopamine, right? And so no wonder <laughs> it's sometimes when you get like negative thoughts and feelings, it's super easy to just go into that spiral because cortisol, like it's, it's kind of the fight, the fight or flight chemical that your body produces, right? So you're any kind of, I kind know of it too well, that's cortisol right? part of my body chemistry since I was like 15, I think. Yeah. And so your body, your brain, your body, your brain naturally kind of craves cortisol, and so there is something to be said about you have to do something active to break the pattern of negative thoughts, because it's very easy when you have negative thoughts, the cortisol starts flowing and it'll just keep on going until you do something different to change it. And to your point, like we've talked about a lot of tactics already that can change it, right? Exercise is one of those things, getting out, doing something relaxing, like walking the dog, or for me, like you know, it's interesting when I'm stressed, I go to orange theory and it is like my, it is my kind of go-to because 
I just go harder because it allows me to relieve all that pent up stress. And then afterwards, yeah, there are times where I go into Orange Theory and my brain's thinking a mile a minute about about this business or how like, you know, I'm losing money here, or I'm losing money there, or like I'm, you know, I did a crappy job um, at work. And then you you go in, you do a workout, you like relieve all that stress and you come out on the other side and you're like, I find myself sometimes like thinking back on like how I entered the work and I'm like, huh, it really doesn't seem like it was that big of a deal anymore. And so there's something really powerful about, yeah, doing something physical, like, I mean, workouts have been proven to like produce like dopamine in your body, which is the positive right. chemical feeling. Right. Right. Um, but then there are other things that we've talked, like you talked about, like practicing gratitude. It, it shifts your mindset into thinking about something positive, right? It, it rewires your brain to start producing dopamine versus cortisol. Well, you start building, then you, you start building positivity, right? Like you, it creates like a little bit of positive land there that you can step on because, you know, you kind of pull the rug out from under yourself and it's like, everything sucks. Everything's horrible. Everything's bad. I suck. And so, yeah, it, it totally does. Um, but it's something you have to do every day because, you know, naturally, I think our, our bodies are hardwired to to tend and trend more towards the negative. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Now, if you're watching on YouTube or streaming this on your podcast platform, if you could do us a favor, leave a comment down below and let us know where you're listening or watching the show from today. It greatly helps with the algorithm and helps us get reach out to more people who need or want to hear what we have to say. We greatly appreciate it. And now back to the show. I want to talk about, I had a thought earlier because I, so I, you're a lot more extroverted, right? Um, <laughs> I, t I tend to lean more either like introverted or like, you know, I'm, I typically, when I take like all those tests, like personality tests, I tend to be more on the kind of the borderline, right? Like I think the term was like ambivert where I'm kind of like in between introverted and extroverted, but I've never leaned fully extrovert. So, I mean, I'm kind of curious as an extrovert, how do you maintain like, you know, you've talked about some things, but are, what, are, what are some other things that kind of really help you stay positive, like to maintain that like high level of energy? Well, so Myers-Briggs test. Yeah. I'm an ENFP. Okay. So have you done your Myers-Briggs? It has been a very long time. I don't okay. remember my other three letters. I always know like I'm either I or I'm like right at the border between an I and an E. Okay. Well, tomorrow you're taking the test. <laughs> I need 45 minutes. I'm going to send it to you. We got to see where you're at. Yeah. But um, no, well, the energy, you know, that's interesting because, you know, I always... The thing is, years and years and years ago, everybody used to preach, you have to get up early, you have to have morning routine. Obviously, over the last three or four years, a lot of people have come out and been like, you know what? Screw that. Like, if you're not a morning routine person, have whatever routine works for you, and that's fine. But for me, it starts in the morning. Like, I just get fired up. You know, this morning it was the Peloton, yeah. you know, and some abs and some stretching and stuff. But, like, I just, you know, you just, I don't know, like I'm so competitive that because you see your results as being tracked, your heart rate and everything, it's like, I don't know, I get really fired up. It's like I get amped up competing with myself. So I think that I think that part of the energy in the morning, I think part of it's adrenaline. Like I'm going to beat that record. I'm going to beat yesterday. But, you know, so even if I'm lifting weights, like, you know, I, I'll put on like, it's interesting. Instead of just music all the time, 
Yeah. I try to utilize the workout time to like listen to podcasts or other things. And, you know, some mornings I'll go on YouTube and I'll grab something with just like motivational and, uh, I get fired up, you know? So I, I mean, and I'm not saying people that have a morning routine, right? Cause some people just want to roll out of bed and their coffee does it for them. But yeah, I think like you said, with the dopamine and everything, like getting your blood circulation going, it just, that's what sets you off. But, um, I don't know, like, that's a good question. Like, why am I always so energetic? And well, I just super passionate. I don't know. I'm just super passionate. Like I love, I love this stuff. Well, it sounds like to me, based on what you've shared and, and, and tell me if you disagree is it, it seems like for you, it's, it's, there's a lot of like external facing targets that seem to drive you, right? Like to your point, like when you're working out, like what drives you even more and, and is the competition, right? Is focusing on, you know, somebody else that might be in a Peloton class for you and wanting to beat them, right? Or it's like, you know, maintaining that energy for your clients and wanting to do a good job for them. It seems, it seems like there's a lot of these like external targets that you set for yourself that seem to work really well for you to kind of break you out of that funk. Like, would you say that's kind of an accurate assessment? Yeah. And it's funny because, um, like you're, you're not supposed to be a sore loser or be like overly competitive. Yeah. It's like, you're not supposed to try and hard to beat your girlfriend at something, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, or your daughter, like there, it's like, there's no, um, you know, it's like some people are all about like, oh, I'll let them win or whatever, but yeah. I'm a sore loser. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to lose it anything to anybody like there, you know what I mean? And, um, I don't think, I mean, for me, um, I guess like, for instance, when it comes to, I know I'm joking about that, but I mean, that's true. I, I do hate to lose, but I, um, I get really excited. And this is what's interesting is that it's not the money. Like it's not, it's the game of there's a passion for real estate and everything we do in real estate. You know, I just, I'm, I love it. Right. I love building, transforming properties, doing everything I do. Yeah. I love putting up numbers. I love transforming properties. I love seeing clients get excited. Like the whole challenge of just either like breaking the neighborhood record on a price or just like, just, just the crazy stuff that we can pull off, like blowing people's minds. That's what gets me fired up. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all love to make a good living and make money and stuff, but it, it's not even, it's not what drives me. Like, mm -hmm. cause honestly, and I tell people this all the time, if that's what drives you, this is like the wrong business there. There's way too much more that goes into our industry than, Oh, I want to make a buck. Like, you have to love what you do. You have to love dealing with people. You have to really, especially if you want to do it at the caliber that we do it. I mean, obviously I'm a general contractor. I'm a real estate broker. Start off as a mortgage broker. I mean, I've done all facets of our industry. I know the business inside and out. And, you know, the reason is that I love it. So I've wanted to continue to learn. Just like you're talking about earlier with the chemistry and everything. It's like, you know, if you really are committed and you love something, then you want to know everything about it and everything yeah. around it. And so, um, because I've done that, um, there's no like gaps, like gaps, meaning like if anybody that comes to me that wants to achieve their goals in this industry, because I'm so well-versed and well-rounded, like 
anything I'm going to touch, it's, I want to like break a record. I want to do the best. And there's, there's not a moment where I'm going to be of a disservice to the client or where they're going to be missing a gear. The only thing that I will do is if it's something that goes into like commercial real estate, or if it's something in a market I'm not as familiar with, I just make sure to bring in the right people. Like I'm never going to act like I'm the best for a certain job if I can't be the best at it. But everything because of what I do know, like it's it's going to be a solid ride. And I'm always at like high performance. Like I want to break the record for them, not for me. Sometimes like I've had, you know, here and there you'll get this, maybe they're engineer type clients. I don't know. But I've had, you know, I've been told this before. You know, if you get us more money, you make more commission. And it's like, you know, because the percentage, and I think to myself, yeah. okay, well, okay, an extra of, you know, 50,000 or whatever, like, what is that, like 1,500 bucks or something? Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I, like I explained to him that, like, you're right, and I do want to make a living, but that's not what fires me up. And so I guess when you talk about energy, the targets, like what it is, the competition is usually with myself. Mm-hmm the competition is rarely with others. When I was groomed early in my career, when I went to that mortgage brokerage and I was up in Seattle my, you know, for three years right yeah. after college, you know, those guys at the company, I worked a lot of more fraternity brothers and stuff. And so it's like, it was this competition. Who's going to do the most loans this month. And you yeah. know, on Fridays they would bring in all the beer into yeah. the conference room by noon. It's like a fraternity party on Fridays. Like we had a great week crushing it on the phones or whatever. Cause we did a lot of business on the phone all over the country. And it was like, um, it was so much about competing with each other, putting up the numbers and all that. Um, gosh, the business has shifted so much over the years. Mm. Just like the other day we were talking about how clients no longer care about how many trophies or what your company is number one or whatever. They just yeah. want someone that is going to do good for them. What can you do and for they me? They can trust. Yeah. I like you. I trust yeah. you. So, well, that's the same thing. Like when you look at the example of how that shifted in the industry, the other thing that shifted is that, you know, we all want to work together and help everybody be successful. So those are two things. Those are two big things that have actually changed during the course of my career, which makes me feel old saying that. <laughs> but, but so, yeah, so the energy is even more positive than ever now because when you're, competing right there's almost like a little bit of hate not hate but you know what i mean there's always like the i'm gonna crush them yeah, whatever there's a little bit of yeah i want to yeah. yeah yeah so now the collaboration like you're winning together like that fires me up like you're collaborating you're winning together like nobody has to lose well it's the same thing with your clients like you're fired up to help your clients win and then the other thing i've brought in that my clients are appreciating is hey you're my client, Mr. Seller, or you're my client, Mr. Buyer, but we want the other side to win too. Some people haven't taken that too well. They're probably not my people and that's fine. Whatever. Dude, okay, you're laughing, but have I not told you, especially since COVID, do you not naturally align with the people around you? Like whether it's clients or agents that are coming in. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because of what you're saying is like a lot of people think, and, and this is a very popular thought is that you know, when you're, when you're negotiating, right. You, if you're winning, the other side has to be losing. And 
that couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Like I, it's funny because I remember like when I was in business school, we literally, we, we literally played this game where it was like 60 of us in a room and they divided us into like, into groups of like 12 and each of each, each group represented like a village. Right. And, you know, this is, this is a game, but I think it applies in any kind of situation is, you know, we were given each, each village had like different goals that we had to like accomplish. Right. And it was interesting because as we were playing the natural competitive juices kind of started flowing and there was always a part of it that said, Hey, we have to win. So I think we were always kind of looking out for ourselves. But then at the end of the day, as we kind of debriefed on the process, that's kind of the first time my eyes were open in terms of negotiations, because we found out actually, like if we had been very open, like transparent, talk with each other, try to work together with each uh, each village, there's actually a way that all five villages could have maximized our score and we all would have finished on top. I mean, it's it's not a real life example, but it was eye-opening because like go, before going into this, like I think I treated negotiations a long time ago kind of like how you would with like a used car salesman, right? Just you always feel like they're trying to take advantage of you. So you feel like you have to come out on top. Well, but, yeah, I... My clients know I'm a strong negotiator and I don't like being a good negotiator still doesn't mean that you have to slaughter the other side. No. It just means that you are able to make favorable terms for both sides. Yep. That's what a great negotiator is. Yep. Because, because it's not a negotiation if nothing comes of it. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? So. And the and the other thing you should never do in a negotiation. And actually, one of my favorite books on negotiation. You probably read this too. Is it's called Never, never Split the Difference. difference. Yep. <laughs> Chris Ross he used to be a, a, a hostage like negotiator, right, for the FBI. Right. Right. And if you ever, if you want to learn like just how to negotiate, how to find the best possible outcome for both parties, like that, that is the one go to book that I would. I think both of us would highly recommend. Totally, I love that. I've actually read it a couple times. Might be time to get at it again. I don't think I've been in it for four or five years, but yeah, same, yeah. but yeah, that's um no, that's a great book. I actually have it on paperback. I also have it in my Audible. Um, but yeah, I um, yeah, that it. I'm telling you, man. Like, I guess it's just because it's been a long career over 20 years, but so much has changed, and uh, you know, I think now more than ever too with the competition is that. The energetic, knowledgeable, excited, passionate guy is going to crush, you know, the quiet, I don't know a lot. I'm like not really on top of my stuff person. Like you, it's like, especially like if they talk to the other person, then they talk to you. They're going to instantly love you um, unless they're very timid and very introverted and think you're too much because it's there's all well, because there's always personality matching, too. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, if I came to your door and I was going to list your house before you knew me, you'd probably be like, God, this guy's a little too much. Right. Like, yeah, maybe just a little. <laughs> see, I, That's what I'm saying. Like, so there's some personal personality match that goes, you know, along with it. But, uh, but yeah, I, and I think I've told you this too. I mean, I guess moving on back to like the main topic, um, you know, it's interesting because I have naturally gotten really good at being in the moment. Um, you know, like even when life can be super challenging, I have, you know, it's like, I think that for a long time, 
it was hard to enjoy the ride because I'm always thinking I'm going to be happy and enjoy life when I get there and getting there has never come. And I realized that, you know, getting there could be your whole life yeah. and you do have to enjoy the moments. And I've been getting better at actually being in the moment. And I don't mean like, Oh, going on vacation or being out fishing. I'm talking about just, just in general, like, you know, even when we spend time, you know, on our episodes and stuff like, you know, this is, you know, this is a happy way to spend, you know, life, like, you know, whether it's this or whatever, you know, you're doing, um, I'm able to be very focused and very like my mind, like I'm very present in the moment. And, um, with someone that has undiagnosed ADD and everything else, I mean, that's pretty shocking, but, um, but yeah, I mean, life doesn't have to be perfect for you to be happy and positive, enjoying yourself and, you know, sharing the love with other people. You know, it's, um, I think that, you know, uh, that took a long time for me to figure out. And now it's like a natural muscle. I, I mean, cause sometimes I tell you, I go, dude, like I almost forget that things are like when there's challenges, or whatever, like. I almost forget that there's even anything wrong because, you know, I'm coming off this high, you know, I'm all well, for the record, not a drug high, <laughs> just this, <laughs> you know, I'm glad that we talked about this because, you know, it, it was very top of mind. And I think that, you know, like for myself, I know when I'm listening to other podcasts, you know, sometimes something like this comes up and I'm just like, wow, I needed to hear that today. So, you know, hopefully this will be something that, you know, inspires other people when they need it. Cause don't you, don't you feel like sometimes you hear the right thing at the right time? Like even seeing quotes, sometimes it's even just seeing a certain quote. It's like, damn, I needed that today. So yeah, absolutely. I'm hoping that this episode can be the, Hey, I really needed that today. I mean, I, I, I hope so too. And I think like, you know, like I, I think there's, I think one thing I appreciate is that you and I are very, like different kind of personalities and like, you know, like you're, you have a certain way of like producing like your energy yourself, like, you know, and how do you motivate yourself? Right. And it was interesting. I, I reflect on kind of what you said too. And I realized like, for me, I'm actually quite different from that, you know, because I, I think for me, I tend to be more introverted, right? I absolutely align with everything that you said in terms of bring the energy with like our clients um, doing the best and doing the doing right by them, right, and doing the best job possible by them, and you know it's one thing I've realized also for myself through my journey is for me it's it's the it's the self care and the self compassion that I think for me I, I've realized have have been super important because for me like because I'm not as extroverted like I don't get energy often from like from interacting with other people I can absolutely do a great job of it. But I don't, it's not a positive reinforcement for me, right? And so I've realized like in the past, I would find myself getting really, really tired because all I was doing was giving, 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 giving. And for me personally, it's like I've realized how important it is just to make sure I set aside time for myself to do the things that are important to me, like orange theory, going to exercise, right? Or just taking some time for myself and doing something I enjoy, like even if it's just sitting back reading a book or like watching a TV show or, or something, right? Things that help me to recharge. And I think, you know, hopefully for those out there that are listening, like there are different ways um, 
to adopt and to adapt like a positive mindset and attitude into your life and into your business practice. I think a lot of that comes from figuring out like potentially what really drives you, what gives you energy. And the most important thing is just make sure you're always constantly recharging yourself so that you have something to give to the people that you interact with. Yeah, I um, I like the whole recharging. Like we didn't really touch a lot on that, but um, recharging is so necessary. Like, you know, you can get so depleted. And, and then, I mean, if you interact with people, sometimes they think it's them. Like it can be bad. You know what I mean? It could be like it, it bad. It could be really bad. Yeah, because when yeah. It's, it has nothing to do with them, but. No, no. But no, I'm glad you brought that up. And yeah, I, I enjoy watching you recharge. You do a lot of cool, cool stuff. And we didn't even touch on the whole foodie thing, but the food adventures are always energizing. I love watching those. Well, I realized there's, at least for me, like I used to compromise a lot of like my boundaries, my values, and that had an even more negative impact on me than I realized before. And I realize now that I've, like I've, I've tended to learn how to like, to your point, like be more present, be more in the moment. I find myself like sometimes when I do have a negative feeling to start reflecting on, okay, like what really triggered that? What really drove that for me? Um, and that reflection absolutely helped because it also made me realize that when I don't compromise on my boundaries, on my values, it actually has a positive, like reinforcing um, effect on me. Like the more I stay true to myself, the more energized, the the stronger, the better, the more positive I feel about myself. And sometimes I think a lot of people, myself included in the past, like miss out on that aspect and how important that can be. It's true. It's true. Yeah, man. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> we should probably wrap. You know, I, I do hope that, you know, for our audience that's out there listening, that you found something that you can kind of apply to for yourself, um, you know, and, and kind of you're hearing these words in a time that that's, that's needed for you to hear. We really appreciate you guys for tuning in, listening to this topic. Um, and, you know, we're excited to see like, how you continue to grow and apply a lot of things that we talk about on this podcast to your business to really take it to the next level. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. Well, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. 